So we're starting Daf Yud, the last mission on Tesema Beis, which really has to do with the previous mission of discussing the concept of Bamas, which we went into yesterday. Um, and now we're going to discuss what was the difference in Shiloh and Yerushalayim. And just to give a little bit of uh, preview, we didn't spoke about we spoke about this a little bit yesterday. But if you look at the timeline, there were um, the first base of Mikdash was was built in the four hundred and eightieth year. We'll see it in the coming Daf, in four hundred eightieth year from when. Klal uh, Yisrael, from when, when the uh, first Mishkan was built. Okay, so it was 39 years. Then, right, basically 39 years was the Mishnah, was, was the Mishkan. They came into Eretz Yisrael. The Mishkan was then in Gilgal for 14 years while they were capturing, Klai, while they were capturing uh, the land and settling the land. And then the Mishkan settled in Shiloi for 369 years. Okay, a long period of time. And then... The Mishkan was in Noiv. Shiloh was destroyed. Mishkan was in Noiv for 13 years and given for another 44. Okay, which is, if you add, if you add up 39, 14, 369, 13, and 44, it's 479. The 480th year was when the base Mikdash was built. The base Mikdash was built. And then the crush of the Mishkan, we discussed, we had it with this in Yuma. We had it a few times that they were uh, buried. Okay, the Mishkan, the Mishkan was buried and um, they transitioned into the base of Mikdash. Now, just for a basic preview over here, when the Mishkan was in Shiloi and the first base of Mikdash, certainly, both of those, it was also to have Bamas. We discussed Bamas yesterday. You weren't allowed to have private, uh, private Mizbechis. Um, however, when the Mishkan was in Noiv and Givain, in between Shiloi and the base of Mikdash, Bamas were allowed. So now we're just going to, the Mishkan is going to try to understand, first of all, what is the difference? Ain't bain Shiloi Yushalayim. What's the difference between Shilai and Yushalayim, meaning Mishkan Shilai versus the Beis HaMikdash? So, in Shilai, anybody who can see, okay, Rashi says, So anywhere that you can stand and see the city of Shilai, that you're within the, uh, you're considered within the borders of Shilai for the purposes of eating Kachim Kalim and Maiser Shani. However, in Yerushalayim, it was within the city limits were the walls. Yerushalayim had a wall, was a walled city, so how far does the city go? To the end of the walls, finished. And after that, you can't eat, right, the Diniv, Maiser Shein, you have to bring up or transfer onto money, bring it up to Yerushalayim, and either eat the fruits there or spend the money there that you transferred it on. So, Shilai is Behol HaRoy, Yerushalayim is within the walls. V'kan V'kan, that's in regards to Achilles Kajim Kalim, and in regards to Maeser Shani. Okay, however, in any event, Kachik Kachim can only be eaten inside of the curtains, meaning inside of the Azara. Okay, so within the confines of the base Hamikdash, that's the only place you could eat Kachik Kachim. Kedusha Shila, when we talk about Kedusha Shila, Yesh Achra Heter, okay, meaning, like we explained, that after Shila was destroyed and the Mishkan was moved to Neven Givain, so then Bamas were allowed. Okay, did not have, uh, there is no heter afterwards. Okay, there was no heter bamas. And it's important to understand, and we'll, we'll speak this out, that once, once the base of Mikdash was built, we're going to discuss Kedusha Rishayna, Kitchel Ashayta, Kitchel Asadlava, you're not, which is a famous Machlekes, we're going to discuss this right now. However, just to understand, that what the mission is saying is that the, the ability, whether Yerushalayim, the Kedusha that Yerushalayim and the base of Mikdash have continues on forever or not, either way, Bamas became Asr forever once the base of Mikdash got built. So 
Bamas were allowed. Shiloi, Bamas were not allowed. Nevin Gimel, Bamas were allowed. Beis Amikdash, Bamas were not allowed forever. Finished, done. No more Bamas. Okay. So now, Zakta Gemara. Amar Rav Yitzchak. So Rav Yitzchak comes and says, Shamati, I remember, Shabbat Kuivin, or I heard. I heard, and it sounds like, you know, heard and didn't condone, meaning that it sounds like it was okay. Shamati, Shema Kuivin, Beis Chanyai, Bisman Hazet. So Chanyai was a son that was a power struggle. He was one of the children of Shimon Tzadik. It was a fight between the two brothers. And he ran off to Alexandria, land of where we had Talmai Melch, okay? And he decided he was going to create his own little situation over there, put up a Mizbeach, okay, and brought Karbanas on there. So Rabbi Yitzchak is saying, Shemati, Shemakrimiveis Chanyai, Mizban Hazet. That you can bring, you can bring Karbanas in Beis Chanyai. Which tells you two things. Number one, Kasavar Beis Chanyo Lava Beis Havadizara, because otherwise he wouldn't be saying it in the of Shabbati, right? He would have been cursing him out. So, number one, it means that Beis Chanyo is not an Avadizara. And number two, Vakasavar Kedusha Rishayna Kitshala Shaita, Veloy Kitshala Asad Lavai. Okay? That the Kedusha that Yushalayim got and the Beis Hamikdash got did not last, it didn't last forever, meaning it ended as soon as the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. Where do we see this? The Pasuk says, because the Pasuk says in Devarim, you haven't yet come, right? So it's talking, the Pasuk is, is talking to the Bnei Yisrael in the Midbar, and it's saying, you haven't yet gotten to the Menucha and Nachala. So what's Menucha? Menucha is the resting stop. Menucha is Zushilai. That's the temporary, albeit for a long temporary, 369 years, that's the resting stop. Menucha Zushilai, Nachala Zushilayim. And therefore, makish nachla lemenucha. We compare the menucha to the nachla. Ma menucha yesh achra heter. Just like after Shiloi there is a heter bamais, so too af nachla yesh achra heter. Okay. So at this point, we're thinking that this concept of kitchelasad lavai kedusha b'shana kitchelasad lavai would parallel bamais. Okay. Not like I spoke out on the Mishnah, but at this point, we're thinking it would parallel bamais. And therefore, the havamina. But the way you read the pasuk is kilabasa. So we compare Menucha and Machane. In what way are they comparable? Just like after Mishka and Shila, there's a Heter Bamas. So too, after the first base on Mikdash, we say Kitsha Rishayna is not Kedusha Salava, and therefore there's a Heter Bamas after that. Comes based on the, that darshaning of that Pasuk, Rabbi Yitzchak comes and says, by the way, heard that they're bringing Karbanas in Beis Chanyai, in, in, uh, in, outside, outside of. Uh, outside in Alexandria, outside of Eretz Yisrael, but we see that there's a Heter Bamos over there. Amrulay, so now, the Rabbanon said to Rav Yitzchak, because this is after the destruction of, of the first base Amikdash, yeah. Yeah. Now, Tysus uh, over here asks, well, still, there's Tumah be, be, outside of Eretz Yisrael, because Chachamim were Gezer Tumas Amanim, right? We've had that many times before. So he says that, no, because they were bringing the Karbanos there, so it was okay. It was only Din Rabbanon, but if, if you're allowed to bring the Karbanas, so then they weren't going to be geyser over there. Anyway, um, so where am I up to over here? So, okay, so he says, okay, so Amrule, so the Rabbanan said back to Rabbi Yitzchak, Amrit, you really said this? You, wanted, you said that, that the base Chanyai, meaning it's kind of like you're giving your approval, base Chanyai, they're, they're bringing Karbanas because Kedusha Rishayna Kitsha Lishayta Balei Kitsha Lava, meaning the Kedusha went away after the first Kedusha Mikdash, and therefore, like I said, we're thinking that you're allowed to bring the Karbanas. Amar Lehulai, Rabbi Yitzchak says no. Amar Rabbi, what are you talking about? Ha'alekim, really? Amar Vigamirna Lamina, Mine. Not only did he say it, I, I learned it from him, Rabbi Yitzchak. So we see Rabbi Yitzchak clearly did say that Ashamati, that they're bringing Karbanas in Beis Chanyoy in Alexandria. Umay Taima Kahadar Bey, 
Ah, so if so, why did why did Rabbi Yitzchak deny it? Why did he? Meaning, he didn't deny it as if he was lying. He was retracting it. By the way, no, I did not give my my my. Even though I, I might have said it, I did not give my seal of approval on this memra. Okay, meaning he backtracked. My time at Kahader Bay. Okay, Mishum the Kasha de Ramari. Okay, because of the following Kasha of Ramari, the Moisiv Ramari Kedusha Shilo Yeshachreah Hater Kedusha Shushalayim Einachreah Hater. So he said, Ramari said. That no, it was because Ramari said that, that it, and, and therefore Rabbi Yitzhak is basically the way we're, uh, the way, um, so the way that we're explaining it is that because of what Ramari, Ramari, Ramari said, Rabbi Yitzhak could not have been true, right? That he said, Kedusha Shil Yeshachra that only Shiloh has Hatar of Bamas afterwards, but Kedusha Rishayin and Kedusha Rishayin does not have Hatar afterwards, meaning after the base of Mekdash is destroyed, there is no Hatar Bamas. Vo'oid Tanan, so that's number one. Vo'oid Tanan, we learned that Mishnah, Mishabo de Yushalayim, Ne'esru HaBamas. Okay, so we see clearly the Mishnah, the Mishnah says, Mishabo de Yushalayim, Ne'esru HaBamas, V'loi Hayolahem, Oid Hatar, V'hi Hayisalanachala. Okay, so there is no Hatar afterwards. So therefore, what we're basically saying is because of the Kasha, because of the Mishnah, because of Ramari, so we see that it's clear that there is no Heter Bamas afterwards, and therefore, Rabbi Yitzchak was quiet. Okay? So, fine. So that's what we're up to. So Rabbi Yitzchak made a mistake. Tanoi, he, now the Gemara says, by the way, this concept of Kedusha Rishon, the Kitchel Shai, the Kitchel Asulavai, is Machlagas Tanoi. Now we're going to get back to, we're going to get back to how we understand this, but let's just, let's just go back to what I said on the Mishnah. Rabbi Yitzchak, said a memra, and then retracted his memra, essentially. Right? He backtracked, he said, no, it's not true. Because, now the Gemara is going to go ahead and say that Kedusha Rishayin Kitchel Shaita or Kitchel Asalavah, meaning does the Kedusha stay after the section of the first place of Mikdash, is a Machlegas Tanayim. But either way, right, so the question that Tosis asks is, why would Yitzchak have to backtrack? If it's a Machlegas Tanayim, why would he have to backtrack at all? There's one Tana that would say like him. So the answer is no, like we said, spoke out before, that he made a mistake, Yitzhak made a mistake, that yes, there is a machogis tanayim, whether the kedusha of Yerushalayim, kitsha rishonah kedusha l'shayit of kedusha l'asad lavai, whether that kedusha lasts past the destruction of the Mikdash, that is a machogis tanayim. However, the heter bamais, that was a pure mistake. Nobody holds that there is a heter bamas afterwards. That's why Mishnah the Kasha the Mari and the Mishnah says there is no maybe there is a machlekes whether the kedusha lasts past the destruction of the Mikdash. However, the heter bamas ended, and therefore Rabbi Yitzchak couldn't say I go like one tana because he doesn't go like any tana because the heter bamas. Since the Tosafos speaks out, the heter bamas goes away after there is no heter bamas loelam once the base of Mikdash was built. Now there's a separate machlekes tanayim in kedusha rishon and kitchel the kedusha kitchel asad or not. Okay? Now, let's see that. Tanoihi, Titania. Amar Rebeliezer, Shamati, I heard, when they were building at the times of Ezra, the times of building of the second base of Mikdash, so they made, they made curtains for the Hechel, meaning they didn't yet build the walls. So what we're saying is they went, they moved there to start doing the Avodah. So, they wanted to do the Avodah, so we needed, we needed curtains. So we had curtains to demark where the Hechel was. And Klaim La Azara, right, what is the curtains for the Azara? And then curtains for the Hechel inside. Ella, what's the difference between these two? Okay, so, the, and, and these, Ella, Sheba Hechel, Boinim Mibachotz, Uva Azara, Now, when they built the walls, when they built whatever they had to construct, so in the meantime, right, just like you now you can construction, they'll put up a temporary, you know, a curtain. Maybe they do it for more for protection, but there. So now they they put up these curtains so that 
you, you know where the lines are. Where is the entrance to the base of Mikdash? That's the first curtain. Where is it from the base of Mikdash into the Hechel? That's the second curtain. Now, since the Hechel has a din of, uh, right, it, it's a Kaidesh, so we didn't want the workers there. So so for the walls of the Hechel, they would be out, they were constructed on the outside of the curtain. And for the walls that they were going to build for the second base of Mikdash, they were going to build on the inside of the curtain. Okay, because they were allowed to be inside the Hechel. Now, so Rabbi Yeshua now, that was the memory, that was what Rabbi Eliezer said. Rabbi Eliezer said, I heard they put up curtains when they were building. Good, that's point number one. Rabbi Yeshua says, I heard that you were able to bring, they were able to bring carbonus, even though there was no bias. No base mikdash. They were able to eat. You're able to eat kachim kadashim even though there's no klayim. Kachim kalu ma'asersheni afal bishein chayma, meaning in Yerushalayim you could eat it even though there's no wall. Mipnei why? Rabbi Yeshua is saying like this. Why? Mipnei shekdusha rishon akitchel ashayt abikitchel asad lavei. The reason why you can bring you can bring a carbon even though there is no base hamikdash. And you could eat kachay kadashim even though there's no claim. And the reason why you can eat your kachim kalim and maestro shani yushalayim even though there is no, um, even though there is no wall, okay, there's no lines because kitshalashaita vikitshalasadlabai. Because Rabbi Shua clearly holds that the kedusha rishaina, once it invested yushalayim with the kedusha of yushalayim and the azara with the with the kedusha azara and the heichol based kadashim with the kedusha that it has there, it never went away. It was there forever. So even if there's no walls, there's no lines. Right? No walls, no curtains, no lines. It doesn't matter. The Kedusha stays. Okay? The Havamina here is that Rebbe Lazar said, I heard when they were building, they put up curtains, would be the Rebbe Lazar holds, the Kedusha didn't stay. And therefore, in order to invest the Beis HaMikdash with Kedusha, they needed to put up curtains because you can't have the Kedusha until you've la- demarked the space. So then, while they were building, the Kedusha came back because they were doing the Avaidah there, but they needed, in order to have the Kedusha come back, you needed to have curtains. That's the Havamina of, of how to understand this. And now what we're saying is, there's now a Machlekes between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Lazar holds that you needed to put up curtains to reinvest the Beis HaMikdash, the times the second Beis HaMikdash with Kedusha. Meaning, why? Because Kitsha Rishayna was Kitsha Lashayta, the Loi Kitsha Lashayta, the Kedusha went away after the destruction of the first base of Mikdash, and Yeshua holds that no, you didn't need to have any lines, any walls, any curtains, nothing, because the original Kedusha was, was still there. Miklal, So that, that's the Havaminir, that's the Machlaikis of whether Kedusha Rishayna, Kitsha Lashayta, Kitsha Lashayta, or not. Did it go away? That's, it's too much of a stretch. Even Rebbe Lezer holds that the original Kedusha stayed. There are two separate memories. These memories aren't necessarily conflicting. Rebbe Lezer said one thing. I heard when they were doing construction, they put up curtains. Rebbe Yeshua said, I heard that there was Kedusha in the base of Mikdash, in the Hechel, in the Yerushalayim, that the Kedusha never went away. They're, those are not conflicting statements. They both are giving color. Right, so really, the Kuleyama Kedusha Rishana Kitchel Shaita Vikichel Yasa Lavai, the Kedusha stayed, never went away after the base of Mikdash was destroyed. Umar Madashmiya Lai Kamar, Mar Madashmiya Lai Kamar. Rabbi Lazar heard one thing about the base of Mikdash, and he said it. Rabbi Shua heard one thing about the base of Mikdash, and he said what he heard. Vichitema Klaim Rabbi Lazar Lamali. Ah, if so, maybe you'll ask me. So why was Rabbi Lazar talking about the curtains? What do you need the curtains for? Now, let's use some Alma. He wasn't coming. He wasn't coming to demark the lines to invest in kedusha. He was just saying for tznius. But the kedusha was there even without the curtains. Why? Because the kedusha never went away when the base of mikdash was destroyed. When the walls were destroyed. 
Okay, Ella, fine. So now, but we're still, and, and we're still intent on saying that Kedusha Rishayin HaKitshel L'Shayin HaKitshel L'Shayin is a Machalikas Tanayim. Ela Kihani Tanayim, it's like the following Tanayim, Detanya. We learned in a Brisa, Amr Rabbi Shmuel Ber Yesi. Lama Manu Chachamim Es Elu. So we're talking about here when they came back. Okay, this is in, in, in um, Erechen for the walls. They want to know which balls would be considered Bate Arechema, Meshishua Benun. So they started counting they, they designated, okay, these. Loma Manu, so there were certain cities. Loma Manu Chachom is Elu. Why did they designate certain cities as being considered Because when they came up from the times of the second base of Mikdash, so they went ahead and they invested these cities with Kedusha. Right, so we see, how did we get new Kedush cities? By designating them, by by saying, okay, we were Makadish then. Which means that what? The original Kedusha from the first base of Mikdash went away. So this Brysa clearly holds that you know how these cities got Kedusha? They got Kedusha because we designated them. Meaning that the original Kedusha went away. So we see that the original Kedusha that existed in Yishlaim was among these cities. Okay, the original, the original Kedusha um, did, um, did not stay. Meaning it went away after the destruction of the first base of Mikdash. What, what is the so it, it's investing them with a certain kedusha to consider them bate arechema, but I think that it's it's it, within the in the cloud of this is Yerushalayim, and therefore that's what we're focusing on. So Veraminu, we ask Kastira, Amar Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yasi. So okay, that's one brisa. Clearly, they came up in the time second base of and they designated meaning they were Mekadeshi cities. Now Amar Rabbi Yishmael, Rabbi Yasi, v'chi elu b'vad you only these were the only cities the ones that they designated the pasuk already said in the Chumash going back to the times of the Chumash in Devarim Shishim ir kochavel argoiv right when we're talking about which cities they captured at the times in the Machanas Sichanayg uksev kol ele arim betzuros chayma gavaya delsayim avriach right that these were cities that were fortified okay they had walls they had locks and keys okay but why, did, in other words, so why did they come up and count these cities? Right, so we're saying like this. The second b'risa is essentially saying that we're, all they did was go back and re the cities that existed at the times in Debarim. Except the Mar is asking in the second b'risa, you didn't have to be Makadish then. Because if you're coming and saying, you want to know which cities are considered the walled cities, you want to know which, which original, original cities, it's the ones that we had originally in Devarim. Which means that the Kedusha never went away. That's what we're saying. So the Gemara is saying, well, what do you mean they came up and designated those cities? The Kedusham. No. The Kedusham. Kedusham, really? Hashda Amri Loitzricha the Kedushi. Right? We're saying that they didn't need to be Makadish then because they were already invested with Kedusha from the times of the Torah, from Devarim. Right? So the Brysa, we're modifying the Brysa saying that when they came up, in the second Brysa, that they didn't, they didn't, we weren't Makadish, these cities. They just counted them. Okay? They had a tally. They published a list. These are the cities. Again, there, that Bryce that was talking about it again in regards to Bati Arachayma. So what we're saying is that if you want to know what to count, go from the original 60 cities. That if they had a wall, what's this is the punchline. So this brisa clearly holds that they, when they went back to count 
how many cities is Batei Arachayma going to, how many will it apply to? They went back to the original cities from Yeshua Ben-Nun. They weren't re-Makadesh cities. They just, recount, they just recounted them, reclassified them, published a new list, but it was going based off the original Kedusha. And the first Brisa held that they were Alu the Kiddusham, that they were just limited cities, that they were Makadesh. So we see that's clearly a, uh, there's a Stira and Brises over here. Now the problem the Gemara is going to address is that both Brises are the same people. But either way, and we'll answer that Stira in a second here, but either way, we see that there's definitely two Brises and two Tanayim. That are, and one Brisa says that they were Makadish the cities, meaning Kedusha Rishayna Kitchel Shaita, the Loi Kitchel Asalabai. That's why they had to be Makadish when they came back. And the second Brisa says that the Kedusha Rishayna stayed. They didn't need to be re Makadish and they just republished the list, but they didn't have to be Makadish because Kedusha Rishayna Kitchel Shaita, Vik Kitchel Asalabai. Now, like we said, both, both Brises which say the opposite things are being quoted by Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel, so Kasha the Rabbi Shmuel, so the Gemara answers one answer is trade Tanoi, I'll leave it to Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yesi. Okay, either way, okay, so it's two different Tanoiim. That Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yesi was the author of one of the Brises, the Tanya Rabbi Lazar Rabbi Yesi, Oimer, Asher Loi Chaima, that the Pasuk, when it talks about, again, that, those two Brises we're talking about, the Arachaima, when the Pasuk says which, which cities uh, fall into the category of Bate Arachaima, it's Asher Loi Chaima. That it's, the Pasuk is very interesting. It writes it both with a Vav and with an Aleph. So what we're trying to say is cities <coughs> that have a wall are considered part of the rules of Batyar Chaima. Asher Loi with a, with a Vav. However, it's written with a Vav and an Aleph. So we have to Darshan, Loi doesn't have a wall. Loi does have a wall. So what, is, what does that mean? So we Darshan Asher Loi Chaima. Afal Pisha Ein Loi Achsha Even though it had a wall from originally. Right? So we see that there is a Tana, Rebbe who holds that if it had a wall originally, that original Kedusha stays. And he's really the, the author of the second Bryce. And that's why it's not a stira in Rabbi Shmuel Barabiasis. But either way, we see clearly that the question of Kedusha Mishana Kitchel Shatta Kitchel Asad Lavai is a machlokes tanayim. And therefore, okay, now based off of that, how do we paskin? So the Rambam says that, it, that there is no Kedusha Shushalayim in Daraisa, meaning so there's no Din Shumasamaisa's Daraisa, Bisman um, However, he holds that the, there is Kedusha's Mikdash never went away. And there is Chi of Karis for going there. The Ravid argues, he says they go hand in hand. There's no Chi of Karis either way. Okay. Uh, question then would be, and it was asked, the question then would be, well, if there's no Chi of Karis, are you allowed to go there according to the Ravid? The Chassam Seifer actually is published in the Tshuva to Rikiva Eger. He says that Mitzana Din, that you can, you would be able to, this is in the 1800s, right? So he lived in the, in, in, in the 1800s. So he said Mitzana Din, could be that you can go bring Karbanas, Karbanas Tzibar, okay, and then he went through all the issues, meaning what about, we don't have Kasher Kainim, he had to address that, okay, or what about Tumah, Tumah Hacher what about the fact that you can't bring um, a, a, a carbon Tamid because, because it has to be brought from the Shkalim and we can't do Shkalim, right, so, so he said, so he says, okay, we'll cover in Pesach, okay, but he says, Lamaisa, that, kind of got out of it by saying, Oh, and, and right, so he said, Tumah Hutcher Betzibar. Okay, what about Big Day Kahuna? He, has to, he says, it's not Ma'akev. So he goes through all the potential issues and says that theoretically, you could bring a carbon Pesach up in Yerushalayim. Now, this except that the Arabs are not going to let us go there. So practically speaking, we're not going to be able to do it, and it's impossible. And that was where the Chuba ends. Okay, so now, Vayihi, let's, let's, uh, let's go Vaiter to the fun part. Yeah, I thought Shims would be here. This is, this is what he's been what he's waiting for for the, for the entire 10 days. I gotta call him out. 
Okay? It was a time, so we start the Megillah now. It was a time of Achashverosh. Anytime something starts with Vayihi, it's portentous of bad things happening. That means Sarah is coming. It's foretelling that Sarah is coming. Good, we have that Havahama, the story of Haman. That is the story of Baaretz. That's the story of Elimelech, right? So famine was coming. Have a rub. That is by the Mabel. At the end of Bereshit, the Kaddish Baruch Hu saw. Not good things are coming, Mabel's coming. That is Hava Nivna Lano Ir. That's Migdal Bavel. Okay, that's the kings, the four kings and the five kings. Okay, then war is coming. We had, we just recently had this. When Yeshua was in Rechai, a Malach comes coming to call him out on not bringing the carbon tamen and not learning Torah. Okay, so the Malach came with a sword, meaning that means bad things are about to happen. That's the story of Achan. Okay, that is the story that's the beginning of Shmuel. So that is the story of Chana. But what happened? Chana, ki es Chana, ahav v'ashem saga rachma. So the Pasuk is coming to tell us that, bad for at least for Chana, that uh, she's not going to have a child, right? Vayihi, and she ended up having, but vayihi ki zakein Shmuel, v'lehelchol bano bedrachav, that Shmuel's sons went off. Vayihi david l'chol derachav, maskil v'ashem imai. Okay, that, uh, that, um, that, uh, <coughs> vayihi shol, Eyun es David. So this was where David was on the rise. So Shaul was giving uh, Shaul was giving evil eyes on David. Right? He didn't like the fact that David was being so successful. So again, we see that this is again they're foretelling that bad things are about to happen. And okay, rock um, ata. Right? And what happened? And this is when David was told. By the way, you're not going to be building the base of Mikdash. Again, bad news is coming. You're not going to, you David are not going to get to build the base of Mikdash. Okay, so those were a bunch of examples we just gave of how whenever, whenever it says in Navi, it means bad things are coming. It says, this is talking about the day of the Chanukah's Hamishkan. Well, it says, and it was a Simcha. That the the day of the Chanukas Hamizbeach, uh, Chanukas Hamishkan, I'm sorry, was as happy to Hakadosh Baruch Hu as the day the world was created. Kesev hacha vayihi vayamashmini, kesev hacha vayihi erev vayikar yaimechad. Okay, so these were both first days. Okay, and we see that it was an, it was a happy time. So why are you telling me that it was that bad things that it was sour was coming? So the Gemara says, Ah, you know why? Because you know what, something bad did happen on the first day of the Chanukas Hamishkan. Hashachiv nadavaviu. Okay, so that's why we were saying we said a lashon of Ayihi and it would be bad. So this is what we spoke about before when we introduced the timeline of the Mishkana. Is that what happened the four hundred and eightieth year after Klal Yisrael left Mitzrayim? What happened? That is when the first base of Mikdash was inaugurated. Which which was a very happy time. Uh, right, we talk about Shlema Hamel was all sorts of parties and feasts, and I think they were Mavatli, he was he wanted to be Mavatli, Yom Kippur. Like they were, it was a happy time. So we see by he is can be happy times too. But Yaakov is Rachel. When Yaakov sees Rachel, 
Okay, he goes to Lavan's house, happy time. We just said that the day of creation must have been a happy time. And it says, There's plenty of vayihis that don't mean bad things. So what are you talking about when you said vayihis means bad things are coming. So Ravashi says, you're right. Can mean either bad or good. It doesn't matter, right? Either way. However, by may in a lashon sar. When we talk about by may, then it's a lashon sar. And in fact, in history, chamisha by may is havu by may achashvei roish by may shefoit hashoyftim. Okay, that we had. That was the rav coming. By may amrafal. That was the four kings and the five kings. By may achaz that oh, bad times. Achaz Russia king. That is when the destruction bubble came. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar came and he eventually destroyed, uh, he captured uh, Yerushalayim and Yoyakim was made. So it was, it, was the ti- it was the times of Yoyakim that Nebuchadnezzar came and waged war, not when the base of Mikdash. We're going to get into the timeline extensively later. Not when the base of Mikdash was actually destroyed. That didn't happen until years later. But um, Yoyakim, again, that's Vayihibi May. That's when uh, Bubble came and captured Yerushalayim for the first time. Now, Amar of Levi. So now we're talking about Messiruses over here. So how do we get this? So we said the Messiruses when it says Vayihi, which we now modify to say when it says Vayihi Bime, it means bad things are coming. So now Levi is going to have a couple other Messiruses. Amar of Levi, Davar's Amar Messiruses, Ve'adenu, Ve'avaseinu, Amatz Amatzia Achim Havu. Amatz and Amatzia were brothers. My Kamash Malan. Now Amatzia was the Melech. He was a Melech Yehuda. So they were brothers. Amatz was who? Yechazan Yishaya ben Amatz. Okay, so what we're saying is, from one family of Yehuda came both Malachim and Nivim. That's what we're coming to say. My Kamash Malan, okay, where, where did this chus come from? How do we know they're brothers? And they, they both came from Yehuda, that we know. Where did this chus come from? Ki hadam rabbi Shmuel, rabbi Nachmini, rabbi Yenison, kokalashi tsenu beves chamiya, zeiche v'yoytzimimeno malachim unavim. That if a kala is tsenua in her father-in-law's house, so then she's going to have malachim and nevim, meaning amatz, no, you had Yeshaya as a Navi, and Amatsya was a Melech. Minalan, where do we see this? Me Tamar. We learn this from Tamar. The Pasuk says, so we know that Tamar uh, marries sons of Yehuda, okay, the, of the Oinan, okay, and he marries sons of Yehuda, and he says, I'm not giving the third son, not happening. And she goes, she sits, Tamar sits as, as, as an Amman of the Vesaviha, okay, and she decides, that's it, it's time. I'm, I'm supposed to have the third son, Yibam, right? And so she goes and she stands on the Prashas Terachim and Vayar Yehuda Vayachshvel Lezayna. Okay, what does the Pasuk says? Vayire Yehuda Vayachshvel Lezayna. So Yehuda sees Tamar sitting at the crossroads and thought she was a Zayna. Why? Ki chisis Which doesn't make any sense because her face was covered. Really? Mishum de chisa panav Vayachshvel If anything, when somebody won't picture a Zayna, they would be wearing a lot less clothes, not more clothes. So what does it mean her face was covered? She was veiled? What kind of veiled zayna would that be? It couldn't be very good for business. No, there she was not veiled. But in her father-in-law's house, meaning when Yehuda knew her, he never actually recognized her face. So when he comes, when he comes and sees a face on the precious Terachim, he doesn't know that it's Tamar because she was a Tznobah Beis Haviyah. Okay, Zachsa, right? And since she went ahead and was such a Tznobah Beis Haviyah, Zachsa v'yatsam menu malachim and abiyim. Malachim and made David. Okay, Malachim comes from David. So we see from the fact that they were brothers, so we see, since we have a Maseri that they were brothers, so we see that Amatz, they fulfilled the Nevi'im part of it. Amatz was the king, Melch Yehuda, but Amatz was Yeshayo's 
father, and we have a tradition that they were brothers, so therefore we see that this was fulfilled, that, that somebody who is Tzunum of Esavia, Zacha v'yatsa memenu, both of them. What was that? Why is it so praiseworthy that she was sneezing? So she did what she had to do there because she needed. She was. She was. I think she was always private, even Bevesavia. She was always private, with the exception of this Maisa, That whatever. How do you understand the Maisa, Why she had to do what she had to do? But I think she was always private. Bummer lady. I think it's even Bevesavia. Bummer lady. another That the Aron took up no space. Tanya Nami Hachi, we see this in a Brisa. Aron Shasa Moshe, Yeshle Eser Amas, the Choruch. The Aron that Moshe made was, to, it had, Shasa Moshe, Yeshle Eser Amas, Choruch, had 10 Amas of space. Uchsib, Belufnea Devir, Esrim Ama Oirech. Okay, so it says that, meaning we have a tradition that, that there was 10 Amas of space from the Aron to the wall, and the whole Devir, which is a Kaddish Kaddashim, was only 20 by 20. So if we're saying there was 10 amas space to the wall from the end of the Aaron, and the whole thing was only 20 by 20, that means the Aaron didn't take up any space. Okay? Uchsiv. Now, some take this out because it's not really relevant to understanding this, right? We understand this spatially. If there's 10, 10 amas of space on each side from the end of the Aaron, and the whole thing is 20 by 20, that means the Aaron couldn't have taken up any space. Now, we're going to talk about the Uchsiv. Kanaf kruv echa. These are the kruvim that Shlema put. They stood on the floor. We had this um, in, in Sukkah. We just talked about, right? Uh, but like I said, some take this out because it's not really relevant to the point that we're trying to make, which is that if you had 10 amas of space from each side of the arm and, and the whole Kodesh was 20 by 20, then the arm didn't take any space. Uchsev, k'nafa k'rov echad eser amas, k'nafa k'rov echad eser amas, arun guva hecha haba, k'ay elalav shramina b'nei so made. Okay, so now, now let's talk about the Rabbanim over here, Rabbi Yonasam pasuch la pischa la hai parshasa mehacha, that and we're going to discuss a bunch of Amarayim. We'll stop in the middle of this. But Rav Yechanan, um, Rav Yechanan, sorry, that he was one of the Amarayim, that they went Darshan, the Megillus Esther, they would start, they would, they would have a preview. They would start with Sukkim. Okay, now the way the Mepharshim explains, the Riff explains this, the question is like this. If you look at the Purim story, that we know we have, we have to write down the Purim story. But when did the nace of Purim, ha- Purim happen? That all happened a lot, lot later. Right? The nace of Purim didn't happen. So just to put it in perspective, Ahasuerus made the party in the Jewish year 3395. Okay? Esther becomes queen in 3399. The Xeris Haman was in 3404. And the Muhammad the of Purim, the nace, right, was 3405. So it's almost 10 years later. Nine years later is when the Xer of Haman is. So really the story could have just started there was a guy, Haman, okay, and he decided he wanted to destroy the Jews, and that could have been, and the Nase of Kashmir came and saved them. So we're trying to understand, right, and tie the events of history, whether it's the Muchanetzer or things like that. So we're trying to understand why the Megillah ch- chose to start its story. I mean, we know that Shushan, the Gemara is going to discuss it, that, uh, you know, because they, we had the Mishnah, and they, they ate from the Kalim of the Beis Mikdash, so therefore they did Abera, so that's why they were Nishai of Klia, right? Except that the Gemara is going to fall off of that later and say that wasn't the reason, it wasn't because they ate, because all, right, because all Klai shall to be destroyed, and it was only the Shushan people that ate at the Suda. So the Gemara has to come up with a different reason, it's because they bowed down to an idol in times in Bukhanesra, we'll see this in the Gemara later, but the point is, we have to understand, understand why the Purim story, the Megillah starts, starts with with Vayihim Me'achash 
telling us about the whole story with Vashti and the, and the Suda and all that, it's not really relevant to the story of the nace of Purim. So we're coming, and now the, the Rabbanon felt it necessary, that's what Mepharshim explained it, the Marayim, when they came to talk about the Megillah, to preview it with Psukim to help kind of get it, um, get it started. Okay, so we see who it started. So we're connecting it to Babel. So that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is promising that he'll get he'll get the Babel people back. That he'll I will cut off from them shame she'er name remnant nin is a child and nechad is a grandchild. Shame zak sav, meaning that the Babylonian sav writing will be lost. She'er zeh loshon, that their language will be lost. Nin zeh malchus, that they're going to lose their malchus. V'nechad zuvashti. Okay, so we have to tie this, the fact that the Purim story is a continuation. Vashti as a grandchild getting killed is a continuation of retribution for Babel destroying. So it comes, it's in, in the backdrop of history. It's an important component to understanding Babel, the transition of Babel through the nace Purim. He started when he darshaned uh, Megillus, right? The Geras Purim, as Rashi says, when he darshaned the Purim story. So he would start with the following Pasuk. There's a famous Pasuk. We have that replacing Natsus are thorns. Came up a nice tree, a cypress tree. Another type of thorn, Yala Hadas. We have a Hadas. He was considered a thorn. He made himself into a Vodazari. Okay, that we see, we refer to Avodazari as a thorn. What does it mean that replacing, who replaced Haman? Who took second, who became Mishnah Lamelech? Mordechai. So Haman, Mordechai, part of the story is that Haman was phased out and Mordechai was phased in. Yalavarosh, then Mordechai. That we call Rosh is Mordechai, Shanikrosh Rosh, Lachalab Samim, because it's considered the choicest, the finest of all Bissamim. Shanemar, what does it say about the Kataris? Ata Kachlachab of Samim Rosh, take the best Bissamim ingredients, Mar Durar, Matagamina, and Mari Dachra, Mari Dachya. That Mar Durar is considered Mari Dachya, and that's Mordechai, right? As the Gemara says elsewhere, not here, but Mordechai Matar Minayan is, right? So we learn it from there. The Targum of Mar Durar is Mari Dachya, Mordechai. Tachas Hasirpad, right? That's another type of thorn. Tachas Vashti, Harasha, again, that's Vashti, Bas Benoishonabuchanetzar. Again, we're connecting the lineage here and the story from the destruction of Babel all the way through, right? That was Vashti, Bas Benoishonabuchanetzar, Rasha, Shesara, Rafidas, Beis Hashem, that who replaced Vashti, right? That burned Vashti, whose grandfather burned the Beis Hamikdash, Tachsib, Rafidasai, Zahav, Yala, Hadas, what? The who came hadas zu Esther hatzadekish and nikra hadasa shenemar vayhi imein as hadasa v'hoya la Hashem l'shein that's the rest of the pasuk so we're saying that Haman Mordechai replaced Haman and Esther replaced Vashti v'hoya la Hashem l'shein zu mikra megillah lo is olam lo yichares elamei purim right so again that when they introduced them in discussing the purim story they started they led off with this pasuk explaining the transition of Galus Babel all the way through to connect it to the Nase of Purim. Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, Pasuk HaPiskel HaHiparsha Mehacha, Vahya Kasher Sas Hashem Aleichem Leitiv Eschem, that he, he started off by saying, we're talking about rejoicing. Vahya Kasher Sas Hashem Aleichem Leitiv Eschem, this is in the Teichacha. Just like HaKadosh Baruch Hu was happy to do good for you, so too, Ken Yasis Ra'ay Eschem, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will rejoice at doing bad when you rebel against him. Really, is a Kaddish Baruch who rejoice when Rishayim die? Okay, they went out, this is at the times of Yehoshaphat. So they went and they went to battle the Ammonim and Givonim. 
and they won the war. And what did they say? What was the shira? Va'imru, va'imrim. They said, "Hoy l'Hashem ki, hoy l'Hashem ki li'alam chastay." But Rabbi Yechanan, guess what they didn't say? Why didn't it say kitayv in the haydah? So we see that Kadosh Baruch does not rejoice when Rishayim at the downfall of Rishayim. At the time of the Mitzrayim, at the time of Kriyas Yamsuf, they wanted to say Shira. Farshim says Halal. Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu, I say Yadai Tavu, and be a famous Memra. Then my my creatures, the Mitzrayim, are drowning. Okay, so how do we deal with that? We see, how could we say that, how could the Pasuk say, um, how could he say that, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is going to be sus laharayas eschem? It's not true. A Kaddish Baruch Hu, even on Rishayim, even the Mitzrayim, even though Amadim and Gavayim, we couldn't say Shira. So, Amar Rebbe Lazar, who ain't sus? You're right. A Kaddish Baruch Hu doesn't get, he is not sus, but who is sus? Avalacherim, Mesis. There are other enemies. Whoever the enemies of, let's say, the Persians at the time of this Perm story, not the Jews, but the other enemies, they were going to be God's fine happy because now HaKadosh Baruch destroyed the Persians. Okay, were the enemies of Yosus. It doesn't say, Yosus means he causes others to rejoice. Not that HaKadosh Baruch rejoiced, but he caused others to rejoice. Who? The people that, that were enemies of the people that Hashem destroyed. So he started Darshaning the Purim story with the following Pasuk, the Adam Shatayv Lafanam Nasan Chachma, Vidas Vesimcha. So when the, 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 the Adam that's Tayv, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives Chachma Vidas Vesimcha, that's Mordechai Atzadik, Ulechoite, says the Pasuk in Kehalas, Nasan, Nasan Inyan Lasai Vilikanis, okay, to gather in, right? He's not, he's not giving. Zehaman, Lasis, Lotayv Lafanel Lakim, Zem Mordechai Esther. So what does it mean, Lasis Lotayv Lafanel Lakim, that's Mordechai Esther, Dechsev, Atasim Esther, as Mordechai, I'll base Haman. Rabbi Bar Urfan Pasal Episcopal High Parsha Samehacha, that he darshaned when he started the Yaris Purim, he, he started with the following Pasik, the Samti Kisai Be Elam. I will put my chair in Elam. Now Elam is in Shushan Abira was in Elam. Vabati Bishamelach Vesar Melach Zuvashti. So what Melach is he destroying? That's Vashti. Vesarim Zuhaman Vasaris Banam. We'll stop here and we'll continue tomorrow with more. Um, more of this, and then we'll go into over the next few days. We're going to be discussing going through the uh, uh, going through pretty much the entire events of the Megillah. I would say pretty much pasuk by pasuk, and then kind of some of the most famous um, drushes that we're going to have there. So, just to quickly summarize, if I may. So we started off discussing. We said, "Ain bain shile shile to Yerushalayim." That we said in Shiloh, um, you can eat Bechol Haraya, you can eat no, the city from a city perspective. What is the city limits? As long as you could see anywhere you're standing outside of Shiloh, you can see Shiloh, so you could eat Kachim Kalim and um, Meister Shani. And, <clears throat> and then we said, okay, but either way, Yerushalayim is only within the walls of the city. Um, we said, Kedusha Shiloh Yeshachra Hatter Yerushalayim Einla. Right, that she that she like had. That's what the Mishnah said. Now, Rabbi Yitzchak came along and said, "Shemati, I heard And the Rabbanon said to him, "Really, Rabbi which was in Alexandria on a bama? Really? How, how could you do that? Must be that Kitcha Rishayna Kitcha Lish. I devalei Kitcha Lasalava the Kedushas Mikdash Kedushas Eretz Yisrael went away after the destruction of the first place of Mikdash. Okay, and to which they the Rabbanon then said, "Did you say that?" Rabbi Yitzchak said, "No, I retract." Rabbi said. Uh, of course he said it, but you want to know why he retracted? Because of the kashas that we had. 
where we said clearly that everybody holds that, like our Mishnah says, that that Kedushas Yushalayim ain't hatter. Meaning, what does that mean in regards to Bamas, like we said? So Rabbi Yitzchak had to retract because Bamas are not going to be allowed. Okay, now, in regards to whether Kedushas Yushalayim Kitchel Shaita Kitchel Asad Lavai or not, that is a Machlekes Tanaim. First, we tried to say it was Machlekes Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Shua, that Rabbi Shua said Kitchel Yushalayim Kitchel Shaita Kitchel Asad Lavai, therefore, you didn't need any demarking lines. Rabbi Lazar said, I heard they put up climb during construction in the Hechel and, and, and the Azara, for the Hechel and the Azara. And we're try- we tried to say from the fact that he was saying that they put up climb, it must be the climb, what was the purpose of the climb? To infuse it with Kedusha, so that there's a, a, some sort of form of Binyan, so that there's Kedusha, because the Kedusha went away. Morris says, no, really, they both hold the Kedusha, never went away, there was Kedusha. And Rabbi was Rabbi saying they put up climb, that was for Sneha's purposes, okay? Um, so we said, LMI, where did we learn it from? From Bryce's. We had two Bryce's. Whether one of the, they were either both Rabbi Shmuel or Rabbi Yesi, or one of them we changed because otherwise it would be a stira to a different Tana. But either way, we had two Bryces. One Bryce said that they designated specific cities and made them Kaddish in regards to Bata Yechayma. So we see that they had to re-infuse Kedusha, which means that Kedusha Rishayna, Kitchel Shaita, Veloy Kitchel Aslavit, Kedusha didn't stay. It went away after the basement was destroyed. In the second Brisa, it said clearly that no, they didn't wear a Kaddish, then they were just Manam. They just published a list, they just recounted them. Okay, which means that the Kedusha was origi- originally there. So we see that this, this concept of a Kedusha Rishayna, the original Kedusha that it had, Kedusha Rishayna, Kedusha Rishayna, Kedusha Rishayna, or not, is a Machlech Yistanoim. Okay, and then we discussed, we went into the uh, Purim story, we said Vayihi, we, we said Vayihi means bad things, it's portentous of bad things occurring. We had a bunch of Rayas, we said, what do you mean? We have a bunch of times where Vayihi is good. So we said, no, it's Vayihi Bimei, that's bad, but Vayihi is good. Then we had a couple other things that Levi said were in Messiris, that Amats and Amatsya, they both were from Yehuda, that uh, as a reward for Tamar being at Sunuba base Chama, that she had both coming from her, both Malachim, kings, and Nevi'im. Okay, that um, Amutz was the father of Yeshaya. Okay, so they were brothers. And we, the, other, the other thing that was in Messiris was that the Aran took up no space. Okay, we're figuring out mathematically if there were 10 Amas from the end of each side and the whole thing was only 20 by 20. So then must have been no space. And then we discussed all the different Amarayim that started, when they started to, to darshan the Purim story, they started with which we asked on, how, how is Hashem happy? Hashem is not happy with the Mapalasan of of Rishayim, and we, we answered that no, it causes others, Mesus HaCherem, but HaKadosh Baruch himself is not. We said, the Pasuk of Adam Shetayv Lefanov, Emesamti Kisi Ba'aglim, that he, I put my, when we started the story, he was saying that I put the seat of power in my chair, the seat of power in Shushan, and laying the groundwork for the perm story.